0: The group gather up the body of Karnar. Rachel gives a ritual prayer to Malora, and the group begins to gather their things in the main entry point to the tunnels.
1: Time for me to collect those eggs. I'll meet you outside shortly.
0: Anaren dashes down the corridor. The rest of the party appear too stunned to say anything.
2: Should we place Karnar under the spell of preservation? Do you all want to try and bring him back?
3: He said no. I think we need to respect that.
0: Talon appears to wipe his eyes, looking exhausted. He stares off into space for a time. We've we've been through so much just to have it in like
2: this. It's fucked up. It is what it is,
4: and you're going to have to accept it. this was his wish, it doesn't matter what you or anyone else likes. He is in the Hall of Heroes with his God.
1: Be happy for him.
2: Yeah, but what's the scroll of Pharaxis?
1: It's a holy scripture to the dragonborn.
0: And Aaron says as he walks back into the room.
1: Once there was said to be a cleric named Pharaxis. He created a great library. In a fever after the sacking of the holy city Kirdu Baldava by followers of the Dark Queen. He swore an oath to Bahamut that he would kill every single one. In a fit of prophecy, he wrote a scroll talking about the end of the war the children of
3: Io.
0: And Aaron gently puts the dragon eggs in his pack as he continues to slowly recount the story.
1: His life of exile and eventual destruction of every last cultist before he died is considered sainted by the dragonborn. The scroll of his life is at the center of the dragonborn lore. Each of the Avengers swear an oath to the Temple of the Platinum to uphold the principles of Grax, carry his scroll, and add their own tale to the story. Eventually on their death, they're meant to be returned to the library.
0: The group stops to consider this information for a moment.
1: It's all a bunch of religious poppycock, of course, so do what you want. Me? I'm headed out. So let me pay you for your work. Here. Yes, sir.
0: Aaron pulls out a small purse from his bag and hands Talon a bundle of platinum.
1: There you go. That's the equivalent of about 10,000 gold pieces. You have my thanks
5: and respect.
0: Without another word, he walks off alone down the tunnels.
5: Talent, would you like me to hold the money? Or at least, you know, let me hold my part of the money? Also, we should probably also hurry back so you guys can pay an eco.
4: Yes, we need to go pay off the gnome, and then we can move on. <clears>
0: the <throat> no. The group gather their things and make their way to the ship. As they reach the edge of the gangplank, Todfrey, seeing the body of Karnar, moves into action.
5: Okay crew, time to leave. Turok, take the wheel and the rest of you get your shit together. We have to reach Lipwick liftwick in the next couple of days or there will be health to pay. I mean, not for me, but for you guys. I don't care how long it takes to get there. Um, also, I need to deposit my money.
0: Astonis pays the crew. Granted it's like minimum wage level payment, but it's still payment. The crew quickly get the ship out to sea. Turok behind the wheel sets a blistering pace, but as the wind ebbs and flows, it's obvious they will not make their deadline Nicodemus set for them.
5: We're running late. A wise man once said, a wizard is never late. He's just busy counting his goat or something like that, I don't know. Anyways, I never learned rituals, so I can't control the wind. I know the ritual.
3: I'm already on it.
0: Turok appears to glow softly as his aura becomes visible, light wisping off him like smoke. Muttering a prayer, he feels the wind increase at his command, slowly at first, but soon the ship is going as fast as her sails can carry her, the wind whipping through them.
3: See?
5: <sighs> Told you. Wow. That was... unexpected. You know magic that I don't? What's next? Talon's gonna publish a book on manners or something?
0: On the back of this unnatural breeze, and the skill of Turok to navigate the waters, the ship reaches port within the allotted time.
2: So Talon, what is the plan? We gathered the money for Rachel and Karnar to pay off Nicodemus. I mean, you you mean you guys gathered your share of
4: the treasure, right? I only need to gather 2,000 gold, and I have that
5: now. It was 10,000 for Karnar. Who is dead? Yeah, but- Who can no longer be held responsible for paying him, since he is unable to, to do so himself.
6: Yes, but the gnome might be an issue later, and if you don't pay him, he might hold you responsible.
5: He might. Well, I mean, he doesn't have my blood. He has Connor's blood, who, as I mentioned, is dead.
4: <sighs> Look, I have to pay the guy. If you guys don't all come along, there could be trouble. Why don't you just use Karnar's
2: share for most of it? Yeah, we could do that. He has 8,000 pieces of gold right now. I'm willing to kick in some to make up the difference. I owe him that at least. Fine. I feel
5: some desire to do the same, I guess. Look, I will give 1,000 gold and if you match it, we have the amount in full. Not like Karnar's going to need it in the Hall of Heroes or anything.
4: Okay, so we agree, we pay the gnome, and then figure out what we want to do afterwards. I got a bone to
5: pick with the little stain.
0: Astonis looks at Turok quizzically.
5: We can hear you, you gnome. I I want you to know that if you do something stupid, that's that's on you.
0: As they dock at Liftwick, the group leaves the ship and heads towards the familiar pub. Rachel is well ahead of the group. She wastes no time and is soon out of the sight of the rest of the party. As everyone else arrives, they notice that the building is in better shape than it had been previously. It appears that management has been making repairs. It also has a new name.
5: The Falling Meteor. (laughs) Huh. Nice. This needs more
6: sparkle though.
0: And Astonis does some prestidigitation to add glitter.
6: What a strange name.
0: But appropriate. Before Random can question further, Astonis wanders into the pub. Random joins him while Talon and Turok wait outside. In the doorway, Rachel brushes past the group and keeps walking straight out the door, not saying a word. At a table toward the back stand two burly, thug-like guards watching over a small gnome who is very familiar to the group.
4: As everyone else went and talked to Nicodemus, uh, Rachel walked into the bar set her money down told Nicodemus here's your money sign the contract say yeah, it's paid in full give me the contract I got it And just walk past the rest of the group turn the Talon and just like I, I got some stuff I gotta go take it won't take me a, just a couple of hours you stick around with these fools and I'll get back to you don't worry about me and uh, I take off
1: Okay. And I'll say after a good 20 minute walk from where you were at you come up to a relatively large house. It's two stories from what you can see on the outside. The odd thing is you don't see many windows. There are maybe two that you can count from this side of it. Uh, and from the street there is a average-sized cobblestone walkway that you could fit no more than two people side by side going up to the front door.
4: Okay. Well, since we've been here before, I remember they all stood on the roofs. Um, so I'm going to roll a perception check. And it was... Oh, my perception's good. So... that was a 15, make it. I see anything on top of the rooftops? Let me see. Yes, you see two people. Now, are they people or are they.
1: You can't tell with the 15. Okay. Uh, they're dark figures, is all you can really point out. Um, you do notice when you look up to see them, one of them freezes as if that's going to make you not see him. (laughs) The other one starts to dart off to the side of the house, and when he turns, you can notice a beak sticking out of what looks like probably a hood.
4: Okay. Uh, I will knock on the door.
1: Now, when you knock on the door, there's one of those pull back slots where they can look at you without actually opening the door first Mm -hmm. that opens up and you just see a set of red eyes Uh, they're not like brightly glowing red more like a like a rust color almost Mm -hmm. and it looks at you for a moment and it pauses and it says can I help you I'm looking for work Uh, by the looks of it, you're probably looking for a temple. You can look down the road.
4: More than people at the temple need healing.
1: Oh. healer. Uh, Okay. The slat closes and you hear several locks being undone and then what sounds like a board being lifted and then Place down on the ground, and you hear some chain. It, it seems like way more locks than this really crappy wooden door deserves. Uh, and then the door opens up, and a human a human enters or is standing there and stands aside and just kind of gestures to come in.
4: I will walk in.
1: Uh, he's gonna point down the hall and say, uh, take the second hallway to the right, and it'll be on the door at the very end. You're gonna want to talk to the boss. Okay. He shuts the door behind you and starts doing all the locks up.
4: Okay. Uh, I will walk down there and roll a perception check to see anybody who's trying to watch me from anywhere around me.
1: Okay. Uh... The perception check's actually gonna give you something else
4: Okay. If you...
1: 14 You do not notice anybody watching you necessarily but with a 14 you do notice that for whatever reason the inside of this house looks easily twice as large as what it looked like from outside
4: Very nice
1: <laughs> It's very well decorated pretty well lit which also seemed odd because the only two windows that you saw outside you didn't see any light coming from mm-hmm. So, chances are you can tell that there is some sort of magic uh, disguised in the house outside. Okay. Uh, So you go to the end of the hallway, Hmm. and there is a set of double doors. To the left? Right? No, right, uh, well... You went to the hallway down the right. Yeah,
4: and then went all the way down, and then then the door on the left, right? No, it's going
1: to be the door right at the end of the hall. Okay. okay. Uh, I will knock. Okay. Right before your knuckles hit the door, the door swings open. I will walk in. Okay. Uh, Standing behind a desk with their back to you, is a red haired woman. Now, this red, unlike the guy's eyes that I talked to you earlier, is not a rusty colored red. This is like a, a fiery dyed red. Like it is a dark red. Um, and she doesn't turn around at first and she. Gestures to one of the seats just kind of over her shoulder and says, Oh, please, please have a, have a seat. Um, I'm just finishing bookmarking one thing. And she, you can hear her close a book and she places it on a shelf behind or in front of her. And then she turns around and it's a young human woman, you're guessing mid 20s. Okay.
4: Uh, I'll step forward, curtsy, and tight. Thank you. And
1: sit in the chair. she sits behind this large oak desk. She says, How can I help this?
4: I'm looking for work. I've been displaced from my current home, and figured with the display that you guys showed us for just knocking on your door. You guys have some power, and everyone needs a healer at some point.
1: Hmm. She kind of rubs her her chin a little bit and, like, kind of does that thing where she's thinking, and she's just kind of taking you in running her finger over her mouth. And she nods. She says, yeah, some of the guys in this house should definitely careless and overzealous and tend to come back a a bit more injured than they need to be. Uh, But you're not human. She kind of narrows her eyes at you a little bit. I don't see too many Calistars, especially in Liftwick. What's a Calistar? smiles and... Uh... You... You have special gifts beyond your clerical ability. How do you know this? She's going to smile and... In your mind... Like, you're visually looking at her. Her mouth doesn't move. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you hear her voice and she says... I know lots of things.
4: I will telepathically tell her back...
1: Oh, you can do this too. Among many other things... Uh, I'm. I'm very glad you knocked on our door this evening. And, uh, we can definitely give you work. Uh, God know, or the the gods know, all of our guys could use some healing. But when you're not healing, are you opposed to? learning about yourself and the Kalistar. That is what you are. Well,
4: learning about oneself makes oneself
1: better. I'm
4: always looking to make myself better.
1: That's good because I'm not sure to the extent of how much you know about yourself quite yet, but your potential opens up far beyond just being able to talk to people with your mind. Oh? How about visiting people in their dreams? Holding conversations with them while they're sleeping? And if you get even more powerful, some say that you can actually even transfer items to other people through their dreams. Can you
4: kill other people in their dreams?
1: Oh, for sure. That's that's an easy thing. <laughs> Especially you know, anyone who's not a Kalistar don't quite understand. They just think it's a dream. It's really a whole different realm where people go when they dream and when they're dreaming they're vulnerable
4: why that sounds lovely and she'll and have then, a smile across her face sorry
1: <laughs> Oh, no, that's fine then uh, you and I are going to have a lot to discuss for the duration of your stay here Rachel correct yes she nods and smiles
4: may I go and tell the one friend I had who came with me that I'll be staying here
1: oh by all means you're definitely not a prisoner here we're not keeping you against your will you're free to come and go as you please Awesome. When can we start? As soon as you come back.
4: Okay. Uh, I'll get up and say your generosity. I thank you. It sounded so (laughs) good.
1: She smiles and she just nods to you. And uh, I'll go find Talon. Talon.
0: At a table toward the back stand two burly, thug-like guards watching over a small gnome who is very familiar to the group.
6: Well, hello there.
5: They are here
0: to
6: pay
5: for the debts they owe you.
6: Well, thank you for coming in, but unfortunately, according to my records, you are late.
2: Perhaps you would be ever so kind as to cut us a little slack this time?
6: Please, take a seat.
0: Random sits down, but Astonis remains rooted to where he was. Astonis, seeing that this will not end well, figures he better stand and be ready for the worst.
6: Uh, I'm fine here. Thanks. Now, as much as I appreciate you taking your time to get here and clear your friend's debt, I have a very consistent set of policies, which if I let you guys get away with it and not enforce the interest, well, you can see how this would reflect on my business.
0: Random's eyes narrow at that, and Astonis casually starts to walk further away and clenches his staff defensively.
6: Unfortunately, I'm going to have to demand a 10% increase to cover the interest charges.
5: 10% for 5 minutes is a bit much. And that's actually saying something coming from me.
6: Fine. Damn,
5: you really don't care about money. Yeah, you can stay.
0: Random reaches into her pocket and pulls out the 1200 gold needed to cover the remaining amount. As Random starts to count out 1,200 in gold, Turok, Zidane, and Talon enter the pub. Turok scans the room, sees the group, and takes a tired Talon and sets him up at a table while he makes his way over to the others. As backs up even farther as he sees this, Turok stands with his arms folded.
3: Are we about done here? Not
5: quite yet. Nicodemus, what do we have to do to remove the blood from the contract? Is this some sort of blood magic?
6: Nothing quite that tacky. Look, it's just a way to hold each of us bound to the terms of the contract. If anyone was to break those terms, there would be bad consequences for both of us. What are you doing, young lady?
0: At the tacky remark, Random stops counting and starts to put the money back in her bag.
3: You know, it's funny. You mentioned it being bound by terms.
0: Turok, on arriving at the table, puts his hand on Random as he comes closer. Nicodemus looks up at the dragonborn and smiles.
6: Ah, speaking of contracts, I also made one with this fine fellow. Well, less of a contract and more of a waiver. All of the terms were abided by and I would certainly love to give all of them to you on your receipt of payment.
3: All the terms were not abided
6: by.
0: Nicodemus seems perturbed now.
6: I take offense, sir. None of the terms during the duration of the waiver or contract were infringed upon in any way. You gave me your word that I would leave unharmed and intact. You were most definitely intact as noted in the agreement.
3: Listening is a skill to use now, Shorty. Leaning real close to get what the fuck I'm saying. That's a bit food. There's no need to call short or anything.
0: Turok pauses removes his belt and pulls his pants down, exposing himself. Random, meanwhile, is staring with her mouth agape. Eventually, she gathers her wits. Oh, Lord. Whoa, dude, not cool. Turok points at his genitals. Talon's eyes go very big. Astonis casts a spell, which creates a small, localized field of black boxes covering Turok from Astanis's point of view.
3: Now, how many do you count here? This is not by definition. Intact.
6: You had everything you came in with when you left. I kept nothing.
3: Not intact, no. Intact means all pieces are where they're supposed to be before you did your dealings with my bits.
0: Talon cringes at the mention of bits.
6: (sighs) Look, any complaints, you're more than welcome to take it up with our guild. I'm sure they will clarify that I am honorable businessman.
0: Mr.
2: Nicodemus, when we are all paid up here, perhaps you, Turok, and myself could negotiate something in the realms of fixing his, um,
6: problem. What problem? He is missing a testicle, and his penis looks like it has been run through a meat
2: grinder. Do you not see it?
0: Random gestures to Turok's genitals like a game show presenter.
5: Yes, Yes, we all see it. Can you put it away now? I mean, I'm an illusionist, and even I can't handle that sight.
0: Astanis uses Mage Hand to try to wrestle Turok's pants back up, but Turok is keeping them down.
3: Hey! Don't you try to cover me! What, you never seen a Dragonborn au naturel? No, and I do not want to ever again.
0: Astanis, pointedly looking away from the pantless Dragonborn, puts the money on the table and looks over at random. She sighs and also places the interest payment on the table. Nicodemus quickly gathers the money and grins at Astonis.
5: We all done here?
6: Oh yes, we are all good now.
0: At that, Astonis snatches the contracts, and to everyone else it appears that he has conjured a fire to burn them. However, he instead pockets the contracts.
3: No, you little shit-stain. We are most certainly not all good
6: now.
0: <sighs> what will it take to solve this problem?
6: Are we looking to do a full-on tuck-and-lift, or just a repair job? <sighs> just repair it. He's fine otherwise. Well, it would cost around 5,000 gold pieces for you fine people.
0: At hearing this amount, Astonished knows trouble is going to go down, so he once again starts to back up.
6: Can we not get a discount? Sweetie, I don't do discounts. Don't? Call me Sweetie.
0: Sensing Random's irritation, Astonis begins to look around at the exits, as if he's planning his escape. Talon rests a hand on Astonis' shoulder. Turok pulls up his pants while they talk. He then grabs Random's chair and pulls her back away from the table. As he does, Random lets out a small squeak of surprise! And then he steps in front of the gnome. The guards also stand up.
6: Nicodemus, you fucked me. (laughs) I did no such thing.
5: And I'm assuming that was not in the contract either. Otherwise, I'm sure you would
6: have charged extra. No, sir, it was not.
0: Turok's brow ridges start to knit together. One hand clenches into a fist, his bladed gauntlet at the ready. He slams his other fist on the table.
3: Listen, you messed me up. Now unmess me up.
5: Hey, on, Edquist. Um, well, let me just take over for a second. <clears throat>
3: Alright,
5: the group is sick and tired of Turok, so they all just kill him. Astonished mage hands Talon's arms and makes him stab Turok or whatever. Uh, Random starts doing blood magic using Turok's blood, Rachel pops up from nowhere and I don't know, heals him to death because she can do that now. Uh, Nico is all shocked and scared, Asanas tells Nico to give him all his money, Nico does because he's a pansy and because Asanas is super scary and shit. Um, Asanas is now super rich or richer and now he walks out, buys the town and needs to rule of the town. Uh, his first act as ruler is that everyone needs to pay him 100 gold each week. After that, the town gets started on building him a giant pyramid or something. Um, Talon becomes Astonis' personal jester. Astonis uses some illusion magic to make him, I don't know, look more festive. Uh, Rachel is Astonis' personal physical therapist. Astonis, again, also uses illusion magic to make her actually smile. I mean, that takes a crap ton of uh, magic, actually. More magic than... well, well anyways. Um, there's an uh Let's see, what else? Oh, Astonis is sitting on a throne made of prayer
3: Mr. Chen, that is not how it happened.
2: Anthony, give the damn mic back to Edquist. he's the narrator.
0: Um. Okay. uh, well, where, where, where was I, uh, oh, right, Turok leans over the table and glares at Nicodemus.
3: Fix me or I even the odds, you little bitch.
0: Nicodemus moves back from the table and straightens his shirt. He raises his hand and snaps his fingers. Two burly men in the corner quickly move towards Turok and Random. As they get closer, Random notices them. She sends sparks out of her wand and singes one of the men's eyes. The other grabs Turok by the back of his neck and slams his head down on the table. A grin creeps across Turok's face.
3: Not the option I was hoping you'd go with, but it'll do.
0: Turok's elbow swings back into the man that's holding him. With grace, he spins around and takes the advantageous position. From his forearm, a blade with a chain attached to it is sent towards Nicodemus and enters into his shoulder. Nicodemus lets out a scream in pain. Turok, still smiling, grabs the chain and pulls Nicodemus closer. (sighs) Oh, you done fucked up, boy. From Turok's other arm, a blade sprouts and he slits the throat of the man he'd been holding. Then he presses the blade to Nicodemus's neck. Quickly, Nicodemus raises a hand to Turok's face and a burst of energy releases from a gauntlet
6: everyone get in here
0: now what seems like 20 men enter from different areas of the room and all begin to converge on turok seeing this Astanas moves even closer to the door talon stands for a moment and punches a man sending him sprawling across the floor but then he sits down and continues to drink some ale one by one as they come towards him turok seems to make short work of these men random is assisting him by casting spells that cloud the enemy's vision She also seems to be sending bolts toward Nicodemus, but he seems to have some kind of shield around him. As his men continue to fall, and Turok inches ever closer to him, Nicodemus begins firing off attacks. The attacks seem wild and uncalculated. Some even graze past Astanas, who is clearly not involved in the battle, which seems to piss him off. His efforts are fruitless, however, because Turok eventually pins the small gnome up to the wall by his neck.
6: Please, no. I'll fix you. Free! Free of charge! Please don't kill me!
0: fix me? You're the
3: one that did this. You're a greedy piece of shit. I should kill you right here. Right now. But that ain't me. You'll live. But without this.
0: At that, Turok slides his blade down and slices into Nicodemus's crotch area, cutting off the gnome's bits. Turok smiles once again.
3: Now, worry.
0: Turok turns and wraps his arm around Random, and walks towards the door. Nicodemus lays on the floor, grabbing at his extremities. He gets to his knees and lets out a scream. He extends his arm and opens his hand to send a bolt of magic straight at Turok. Random turns and waves her hand. A screen of black smoke appears, but the magic bolt explodes anyway. Dust and smoke cover the space between Nicodemus and Turok and Random. As Nicodemus peers in, squinting, a blade emerges and enters into his forehead. He stands upright for about two seconds, his eye and corner of his mouth twitching. Then the chain connected to the blade becomes taut, and the blade leaves the same way it came in. Nicodemus drops to the floor as blood pools around him. So
1: Rachel, you leave the house. And you travel back to the inn where everyone was meeting up to pay Nicodemus off. And you coincidentally spot Talon alone by himself, contemplating his life choices.
4: Whoa, is he like contemplating, contemplating, or is he like just off by himself?
1: (laughs) He might be constipated, but (laughs) he's by himself. (laughs) <laughs>
6: uh,
4: okay, is he still in the bar with all the rest of the yahoos?
1: Uh, I'll say he's outside.
4: Okay, I'll walk over to him. Is- hey!
2: Rachel, welcome back!
4: Hey, you finally got my name right on the first time.
2: I had to think about it for a second.
4: I noticed. <laughs>
2: anyway, how things go? Well... I don't know. They're still in there talking. Talking (laughs) or (laughs)
4: laughing? I bet your status is watching.
2: He's got some popcorn in his hand. (laughs) God, I can't wait to be gone. (laughs) You say gone? Hey. Where are you going?
4: uh, I'm staying in town. What are we staying here for? Yeah, I don't know why you're staying here. I'm staying here because I got work got work to do you
2: got a job? yeah I got a job doing what? you working for like the church like healing people? yeah yes healing people well that's good uh but it's not good now I can't leave you here why, why not? you're my best friend yeah but you,
4: you have adventures to go on you don't have have to wait for me
2: Uh, but don't you have adventures too? After what I've been through, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, we have had some some shit happen
4: with the most ungrateful people.
2: Right. Uh, what about Arrow? So what about you him? want... one of those ungrateful people.
4: You know how often he would just run in willy-nilly and expected to live because I was there to help him through? Where he almost died fighting Canis?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I guess your mind's made up. Yeah, for now. Um... I'm gonna point to the rings that we have and I'm gonna say that you can always get a hold of me
4: please allow you to talk
2: well no but I'll know if you're in trouble if you need me
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a simpler way apparently
2: how's that just think about me and your dreams when I dream yes I trust you Farrah, if you say you can get a hold of me through your, my dreams... I'll backhand you. I started dreaming. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: not fair, you genius.
2: Oh, shit! Didn't even notice that. Uh, Farrah, anything you Backhand need. you again! Fuck! <laughs> Rachel, you. sir! Learn? Never! I love it! Rachel, anything you need, no matter how small, how big, whatever, any kind of amount of trouble you get in, or if you just want to talk, you know you can always find a way to reach me.
4: I know. I should be good. My my employer's quite well off. Who is it,
2: Uh, if you don't mind me asking? Don't worry about it.
4: Best not to tell these things out here in the daylight in this town.
2: Yeah, this place does seem kind of shady.
4: Yeah, it's only shady in the shady parts.
2: Huh. Um, I'll take a deep breath and then, uh, open my arms wide.
4: And I'll give you a hug.
2: I'll hug her back and I'll say, I'm going to miss you.
4: You take care of yourself.
2: Where are you planning on going? Well... Uh, Mastanis and them, I think, are talking about going back to Cairn. I'm not for sure. Uh, Yellow Petley (laughs) would. But I'm going to find Iroh. Good
4: luck with that. Don't hurt yourself.
2: Well, I'll try not to. Bound to get a couple scrapes, though. Yeah, well, I won't be there to take care of you this time. I know, man. Or I know, I know, I know, friend. <laughs> that's that's what I'm most worried about. But I'll find a way. Okay. Might have picked up a little something along the lines hanging out with you.
4: Well, whatever you do, don't rub salt in other people's wounds. <laughs> Who would do that? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Always oh, no, some practice of t- taking taking the east by storm. Uh. Rub salt in the moon, You Cure everything. <laughs> One guy <laughs> did it on me. Ah, look at how good I all those <laughs> snake oil selling people. Yeah.
2: Well fair um if you Back come in across you again. Th- fuck. <laughs> Rachel, if you come across a kinku, a kinku um, that has antlers, try to get word to me. Why? Because I think he might know where Iroh is. He's one of the ones that we fought when he was taken. Oh, okay. And that's the only one I can really remember out of any of them. He also knocks it out. Bastard.
4: Uh, What's that, Dane's going go fine? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's alright now. Well, I think I better get back in here and make sure they don't. They don't. Climax? Right. Cock block. Alright. Bye, Fair. Bye, Rachel!
4: Just
6: don't hit me! <laughs>
4: Hi, Talon.
0: Later that night, the party meets back up on the docks. Rachel is still nowhere to be seen. Turok and Random stand opposite of Talon and Astonis.
3: Look, fellas. I kinda got some problems. You know, while running around has been fun and all. Y'all two didn't have our backs in there. And that's just something I don't want to be a part of. I thought we was friends. Hell, family. Y'all ain't really on the same page. So we're gone. But just know,
0: I'll ever need anything I'll be right. Talon and Astonis look at each other then back to Turok look man I got no beef with you I'm just not jumping
2: into unnecessary fights I got some bigger shit to worry about my life and continuing it is holding someone else's in the balance right now I have to live to save my friend if you gotta go you can do that I wish you the best of luck Turok really I do If I ever get back to Cairn and have time, I'll see if I can find those scrolls and give them to your people somehow. You're not a bad man, so I hope our paths cross again. Until then, try not to do something dumb enough to get you killed. Random, watch over him.
0: Talon puts a hand on Turok's shoulder and walks towards the boat.
5: I know this is the part where I should say something heartfelt, but no, I'm not going to. Turok, random, best wishes on your journey.
0: Astana smiles and walks towards the boat to meet back up with Talon. Turok and Random look at each other now.
2: Well, where'd you know?
0: Well,
3: right before I met up with my cousin. I got a package that this armband did.
0: Turok pulls out an armband that has a green stone set in front of a rising sun.
3: What is it? It's a sigil that I haven't seen in a long time. But only a few people would send this to me. So we need to go meet him. There's an island to the west of the terrace. That's where we need to go.
0: The Dragonborn and the Tiefling walk off to find another boat and go on their own adventures, while Talon and Astonis talk about their own future.